Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. On yesterday's episode, I talked a little bit about the Bulls and their standing kind of in the middle of the pack in that East and how tight that race is going to be on today's episode. We're going to look at every team in the Eastern Conference and really how they stack up and then how tight that Eastern Conference race really is going to be this upcoming season. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. I want to talk today about the Eastern Conference as a whole, right? And I touched on this a little bit, kind of looking at, you know, kind of the, the standings in the Eastern Conference and where teams fit and kind of the, the tier list, I guess to say, in the Eastern Conference is a great way to put it. And so I want to like kind of go over that in more detail um, on today's episode. And so we're going to start right off at the top. I have the top two teams in the Eastern Conference being the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. I think when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they finished with the best record in the conference last season. Yes, their playoffs went away and that not really many people expected. But when you look at, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler and what him and the Heat did to the Milwaukee Bucks, that Giannis Antetokounmpo still the star in the Eastern Conference. And so, you know, I think when you look at that Milwaukee Bucks team, they have absolutely questions around that roster, right? We do not want to make uh, make it, uh, you know, or, or understate that at all. But right when you look at it, they got their starting five. It's probably going to come in with Drew Holiday, uh, Grayson Allen, uh, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez, right? With Bobby Portis coming in off the bench. They also have Jay Crowder. Pat Connington is still there, right? Uh, Malik Beasley being one of the players off the bench is probably going to play a lot of minutes for them as well. And A.J. Green, who is a player that I do think, uh, you know, it, I don't expect him to get a lot of minutes on the Milwaukee Bucks. I do expect him to get some spot minutes, right? When you look at it last year, he played in 35 games for them at, at got about 9.9 minutes per game. But overall, the Milwaukee Bucks are a team that aren't probably going to go very deep into their roster, right? Uh, uh, Marjan Bochamp, again, I almost completely murdered his name. Uh, Bochamp, as well as a player that I do think is going to get some minutes absolutely off the bench um, and kind of develop and be a nice kind of scoring punch at times for them off the bench as well. But the Milwaukee, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks are still the number one team in the Eastern Conference for me. And I think the Bucks are going to be also motivated that we could see some moves coming from this roster this upcoming year because they're going to want to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo happy. And, you know, with his comments this offseason, as much as he talked about how um, being able to compete for a championship is is important for him to re-sign with the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't overlook the chances that they make a move, right? Uh, Grayson Allen, who, you know, reportedly they were listening to some deals on. Uh, they do have some picks they can move as well. Uh, you know, they have some contracts they, they can move. So I do think that the Milwaukee Bucks are, are still the best team in the Eastern Conference, and they could be a team that's looking to make some moves to improve as well as that season goes on. Next up is the Boston Celtics, right? Signing Jalen Brown as super max contract. Jason Tatum is going to be getting his as well. They added Kristaps Porzingis, who, you know, yes, has had some very big injury concerns over the course of his career. He's really been 
more healthy, uh, especially last year, than what he's been. And I think that, you know, with the fact that he's not going to have a big part of the scoring load as well, even though we know that he can score um, on top of that, he's really going to be able to come in and do the things that just fit his game. 23 points per game last season for Chris Stops. Eight, eight and a half rebounds, three assists per game, and almost 50% shooting from the field. He played in 65 games last season, which is the highest uh, uh, game total that he had since his second year in the league in 2016-17. So, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks are hoping that that relative health stays consistent for him and that he can still be a, a that he can play in about 65 or more games next season. I also think, you know, easing up some of that load off Al Horford is going to help that team as well. I think the Boston Celtics are going to be competing for the best record in the Eastern Conference and could very well get there, right? You know, when you look at the more, uh, at the Boston Celtics, uh, starting Derek Wright at the point guard position, um, it's going to be a question for them there. What is Robert Williams, uh, and t- uh, the third and Time Lord, uh, what does he do for that team now that, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy? You know, they have him and Kristaps, two players that, you know, over the course of their career just haven't stayed very well healthy. But Again, hoping that, you know, you always have at least one of them out there as well. Malcolm Brogdon still the sixth man coming off the bench for them. So I still, you know, the Boston Celtics are going to be a team that even though we match up very well against the Boston Celtics and we have since this version of the team has come together, you still have to look at that team as being um, one that, you know, it's 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 definitely miles and, and, and heads and shoulders above the rest of the Eastern Conference. And the next team that I'm going to go to, which I think surprised some people yesterday that I had this team ranked above the 76ers, that's the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? I think that the Cavs should have took care of business against the the New York Knicks last year. They didn't. It is what it is. They're going to learn from it. But I think that when you look at this season and what they've added, they've added Max Struess. They've added uh, Gorgie Nang, right? They they drafted Imani Bates, who we'll see how much Imani Bates actually does play at the NBA level for that team. But they added three-point threats, threats to help stretch that floor and add some much-needed spacing. And then also when you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, they are uh, Evan Mobley really taking a leap away from, I think, being one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And so when you look at their starting five, right, you have Darius Garland, of course, Donovan Mitchell. I've got Max Struess maybe being their starting small forward. I guess Isaac Okoro with his defense could still get in there, right? But Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, right, with Ricky Rubio coming off the bench, Karis LeVert coming off the bench for them as well. Uh, you got you got Nang and Damian Jones as well coming off the bench. So this team went out and added some things that they needed on this team. I think the biggest question that I have looking at this team is the Donovan Mitchell portion of it, right? He has a player option next year. And the question that I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers have to look at themselves is that if Donovan Mitchell, who has a player option for 2025-26, um, if he becomes a little disgruntled, do they end up moving him, right? And if they do end up moving him, what do they get back? And I think that they could feel more comfortable moving a Donovan Mitchell, even though they just traded for him last season, right? If Evan Mobley and others take that expected step. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing with that, but that's something to kind of keep an eye on um, with that. And so this roster, I don't think is going to completely like fall apart if Donovan Mitchell uh, does decide to leave, right, or, or request a trade or whatever else it is. But overall, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a team that I I, oh, I underrated last year, right? Coming into last season, in the offseason, the Cleveland Cavaliers are one of the teams that I just looked at and said, I don't know if I necessarily see them having the success in, in the in the the Garland Mitchell backcourt working as well as they think on paper. Well, they proved me wrong. So I'm coming in them. They're in that next tier list as the third best team in the Eastern Conference. And then next up behind them, I have the 76ers. And this is a kind of a difficult one for me, right? I think that with James Harden on that team, if they decide to move him, will they not? Uh, whatever happens there, it seems like 
the 76ers are in a place where they are more than willing to to wait out James Harden, right? To keep him there and let him figure it out. And if that's the case, I wonder how rocky that season can go with them. When you have um, Joel Embiid, who's locked in until his as a player option in the summer of 2026, um, so they have some time to kind of make sure that they get that roster right, right? And so, um, you know, we'll see. Um, I think that overall, when it comes down to it, is that, you know, Joel Embiid could leave the Philadelphia 76ers, and what they do and how they pivot, if that happens, could be the story. And this season could be one that is a testing season for them. Doc Rivers is out. Nick Nurse is in, right? Um, and when it comes down to it, the, the, the James Harden portion of it is one of the hardest things to kind of judge amongst these teams because if he is moved, what do they get back? And the next thing I'm going to talk about is a team that I, I think is right there with it as well, and that is the Miami Heat, right? Not that I think that they were finished fifth in the East. I honestly think that if this team doesn't make the trade for Dame Lillard, they're going to be pretty low in the standings. I honestly think that we could have a better record than the, than the Miami Heat, depending on it. Uh, I think Pat Riley has set this team up for a big trade, and that trade being Dame Lillard. And if, and if Dame Lillard is not traded, if he's not moved and brought to this team, I really think that this is going to be a team that's hard, that, 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 that has a tough experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Um, schedule and a tough go at it this upcoming season. I think that this is where we start getting to the area where the Chicago Bulls can make their move up into that six because the Miami Heat, listen, they lost a lot of key pieces to their team last year and they really didn't restock them with with a bunch of other talent because I think overall they're hoping, willing, and 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 wishing that the Dame Lillard portion of it comes. The Miami Heat had 44 wins last season. And when you look at that team having 44 wins with what they lost, right, you are now looking potentially at a starting lineup right now where you're what? Is it is it is it Kyle Lowry's your starting point guard or Tyler Hero, right? You got Josh Richardson there, Kevin Love, who's aging. You still got Jimmy and you still got Bam, which I think having those two players is going to help push your team. And they, they fit so seamlessly almost with any other matchup. But then you have Duncan Robinson coming off the bench. Caleb Martin still coming off the bench for them, right? Uh, Thomas Bryant, who they brought in. So there's some questions there. Now, I will say, even if this Miami Heat team doesn't make a move, right, Nikola Jovic, right, if he uh, kind of steps up and, and steps into the, the role that kind of people envision that he could be, I don't. I think he's still a year off from being able to contribute at that level. But you never know. If he takes a much-needed step in his development, you could see that, right? You could see that turn out to that to being that. But the Miami Heat are a team that I think could definitely struggle when it comes to this uh, upcoming season. And then you get into the New York Knicks, right? And the, the Knicks, I will say this. The Knicks went out and they added talent to their team. And uh, bringing in DiVincenzo, that's a player that I would have loved for the Chicago Bulls to be able to bring into their team. They weren't, right? So when you look at the, the New York Knicks, Jalen Brunson being there, kind of being the engine that makes that all go, right? It worked. It worked for them getting wins in the regular season. They're going to have their struggles in the playoffs when they do make it. And I think I like 
I like parts of their starting five as well. But the the New York Knicks seem like a team that's still waiting on a starter want to come there and really help push them up into that upper echelon of teams in the Eastern Conference, right? Uh, they did send out Obi Toppin, right? Uh, they brought in Dante DiVincenzo, as I said. But this is a team in the New York Knicks that has a lot of their own draft picks that they can still move, right? They have a lot of movable contracts. And so if a star does become available, the New York Knicks are in a in a position to where they could, they could put together an offer. Now, that's going to have to take them will, being willing to move off some of their pieces. And it seems like much like with the Bulls, they've been a team that has been hesitant to move off some of their own pieces, right? Whether it be an R.J. Barrett, right? Whether it be a Julius Randle. But this could be the season that I think that we could see them make that move to move off some of those guys if it if it means that they can get a true star in here to help pair with the Jalen Brunson. And I think Mitchell Robinson has his flaws, absolutely, but I think he understands what he brings as well. But this this, this is where we get into the area where I don't, none of these teams put fear in my hearts. And I think that if, if the Bulls, with the additions that they've made, can start pushing in to that sixth spot, right? Next up, when you look at, uh, you know, that is where this is kind of where I put the Chicago Bulls. And yes, I'm a homer, so that plays a part into it as well. I look at the Bulls and top five defensively last year. They've added some big key defensive pieces. They've added also pieces that are younger, right? We now have basically are going to start this season with having a player like a Pat Bev there and in and, and, and Javon Carter, right? Torrey Craig, a player who, you know, understands his role and how to get his and support his amongst being a player that that doesn't isn't going to get the ball a lot, right? He still understands how to go out and get his. And if we hit a piece that develops or takes a step up, I think this is where the Bulls can start making their move. 40 wins last season for the Chicago Bulls, and that's a team that got 40 wins with not having a starting point guard to start out with. Iodasumu did earn that role in preseason, didn't earn to hold on to it. You now have that in Javon Carter or Kobe White, who took a much-needed step in every aspect of the game besides scoring last year, right? You have your defensive stalwarts now in this. You hope for a year of growth. Zach Levine's going to be starting off the season fully healthy as well. So this is where the Bulls can start making their move, right? The Atlanta Hawks, another team that I look at and say, listen, the Hawks, did the Hawks get better or did they get worse, right? This is going to be a team that is absolutely going to struggle at parts of the season. And listen, they don't have a bad roster. Hell, they gave us some work last season, and they could do that for other teams this season too. But when you look at the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray portion, I don't think even the most optimistic or biggest Atlanta Hawks fan will say that it worked out in the way that they hoped it was going to work out, right? Um, you also have now, like, who's going to be your starting uh, four? Is Sadiq Bay your starting four, right? That that brings its own questions. Jalen Johnson's down there, right? You got Clint Capella, who I like, but reportedly the, the Hawks may be looking to move Clint Capella. So the Hawks are a team that I think is going to struggle this season and have their time and you know, unless a year of continuity works out for them in a way that we don't necessarily see, that's another team that's going to struggle. The Brooklyn Nets are a talented team overall that I think depth can push them as well to have some success this season. But, you know, we get to see a full season of it now, right? Is Cam Johnson going to perform the way that he performed after the trade for a full season, right? Mikael Bridges, who I think is a player that could be in talk for most improved player of the year, but what's he going to shape up to, right? Ben Simmons, do they end up moving Ben Simmons? So, a lot of questions also around that Brooklyn Nets team. But this is a team that I do think is going to be pushing for a play-in or playoff spot. Absolutely. And then you get to the Toronto Raptors. And this is a team that it's always hard to gauge the Toronto Raptors because, listen, 41 wins last season did the Toronto Raptors have. Um, but overall, I'm looking at at, at this roster. And it, yes, they they lost their, their point guard, brought in Denny Schroeder, who I think Denny Schroeder could do some good things for them. But this is still a team that still has all the questions that they had last year. They didn't answer a single question that they had. Now, the rookie and Grady Dick 
what does he come in at? Right? What, what does Dick do for you? Uh, is what Toronto Raptors fans are going to be asking themselves this upcoming season? And overall, like I think that this is a team again that's 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 poised to make a move that is in a position to make a fairly big move if they're willing to move off their assets. But again, you still have to put them in the question marks of the Eastern Conference because of that. Because guess what? Those moves have not come as of yet, and so this is still a roster that has tons of questions all up and down it. And then lastly, the Indiana Pacers, right? And that's not to overlook. And in this, I'm not going to talk about the Pistons. I'm not going to talk about the Hornets. I'm not going to talk about the Orlando Magic. I'm not going to talk about the Wizards. These, those are teams that, while I, they do have talented pieces, I don't necessarily see making a, a drastic push for the playoffs. I would love to be wrong on that, especially with the Hornets, as I like a lot of their roster. But we'll see. But the Indiana Pacers are the team that has the biggest chance to kind of disrupt what I think happened in the Eastern Conference last season. When you look at Tyrese Halliburton being a star, right, and maybe still taking another step, Benedict Mathurin, who's probably going to be a day one starter for you now rather than coming off the bench, how does he build up his game? And Buddy Hill played really good for that team last year. And then you have potentially at that starting four, either Jerace Walker or Obi Toppin. I think both those players can play off pretty good for them. And then Miles Turner, Jalen Smith being at that center position. They still got TJ McConnell, who's a solid defensive player. Nimbrand, who's there as well. They brought in Bruce Brown, who is riding off an NBA title win. I look at the Indiana Pacers, and I think that this is a team that, even though did not make the play-in last year, I think that they are absolutely going to make the play-in this year. Who does that push out? Let's hope it's not the Chicago Bulls, right? And that's where it comes down to with the Chicago Bulls team, is that they, having health, Having the brand of defense, having a healthy Zach Levine, having hopefully a, a player that takes a step, if not a leap, in one of our young core players, it really could help the Chicago Bulls really miss or, or avoid that playing tournament. But even if they get in that playing tournament, I do think that this is a team that is going to be much improved this season. But let me know what you guys, the state of the Eastern Conference, wanted to go over it. Do you guys agree kind of with my ranking and tier list? Do you think that there are any teams that I overlooked that could have a big chance to really kind of disrupt what I think may happen in the Eastern Conference. Let me know all that down below. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining. Tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.